Welcome to the Light on Being podcast. I am the host, Claire Zavko. The Light on Being podcast is dedicated to growth and transformation through conscious talks and conversation. It is time to remember our value, step into our wholeness, and live life fully. Join me monthly on every full moon for practical techniques, radical insight, and conversations with entrepreneurs, teachers, healers, and spiritual leaders. I'm excited. Let's get started. So today we have with us, again, the honor to speak with Anand Mahotra, coming from Rishikesh, India. Thank you today for joining us, Anand. Thank you for having me. It's good to be here. One of the teachings that you shared that has always stuck out with me is how you have shared that there's no such thing as great lives. There's just great people and great people have great lives. Yes. And that's what I'm inspired to, to get into today. That where do we begin? How do we be great people? Greatness uh, is a space within you that you first uh, of all have to discover. And then you grow into it. Right? So to realize that when we speak of great, it's not some kind of uh, alien character that you have to search for somewhere out there. Within you lies greatness. Now you have to discover that by diving deep within yourself. You start to discover the dimension where you are not the narrative woven by the mind, where you are not the judgments, where you are not the uh, the isolated value of self. So you begin to discover it. And as you begin to discover it, then you start growing into it, you know, and that takes the work as you start. Uh, so discovery and then growing into it, the uh, realization of it, progressive realization of it, progressive embodying of it. And it's important to realize this whole idea of looking for a great life because there is no life. I mean, you are life. This whole idea of looking for a great life is based on a faulty premise that as if life is independent of you. Your life is you. You are life living itself. So for there to be a great life, there has to be you realizing your greatness. You go growing into your greatness. There is life and then there is the interpretation of life. And the interpretation of life happens through you. And so there is no location because if there was a great life, then everybody would have found it. If it's, you know, if it's on an external objective level. And so it's something we have to grow into. We have to discover that it lies within us. And it's important to realize that when I say that it lies within us and we discover it so that we don't fall into the trap of again, as if it's some kind of an alien character, which we need to go search for. You know, uh, it's very intimate. Your greatness is very intimate. It lies within you, but then it does require work and you keep growing into it. It's a progressive realization. 
Yes, and it begins, when does it begin? It begins whenever you like. Mm. <laughs> whenever you like, it, the, the game begins, you know. It's important to, because uh, this distinction is of paramount importance, that there is no great life. There is only people growing into their greatness and great people have great lives. And that greatness is not some kind of an opinion that somebody has of you. It's not the, it's not a, uh, a certificate that society gives you that, hey, you are great. You know, it's something you realize, you discover within yourself and then you grow into it. Independent of uh, social constructs, independent of what other people's opinion of you is. And during this time, how we've had a few months here to really take time and be in quarantines and, and look at our life and what we're doing and how we're showing up. I've had conversations with numerous students recently where they've brought up that they know they are deep down a great person. They know it's within them, yet the, the first step it feels like is doubting their own self-worth. And like, you know, there's a part of them that knows they're great, but then there's the part of them that says they don't deserve to be great. Yeah, and that's why I said you discover it and then you have to get to action, right? Karma, karma nevadikar. You have to get into the karma, you have to get into kriya, you have to act. And so you discover it. Now you, it's not a matter of belief, right? You start discovering it. So you start knowing it on a certain level. Then you need to start growing into it. And the essential part of growth is that you need to, you meet your resistance. You meet that doubt. You have to. That self-doubt is an inherent part of growth. So anybody who has not experienced that doubt has kind of uh, not grown fully. That, so that's an essential part of the growth that you, that made a part of you, that uh, self, which is constructed in thought, doubts that. And, uh, and that's acceptable. That should be okay. You should have room for doubt. Uh, we should have room for doubt. We should have room for that resistance. We should have room for that insecurity. These are all uh, voices of our, you know, immature self. And we should have room for it. And, and we can still move. We can still get to work. And we can still get to activate that inner shakti. And while having room for it. You know, your greatness can have room for your humanity. It has to have room for your insecurity. It's not in the absence of, it's in spite of. It's in spite of that insecurity. It's in spite of that uh, voice which says you are not worth it. It's in spite of all the anxiety. You are, you begin to grow into your greatness. It's in spite of that. It's not in the absence of that. So we have to have room for it. And, uh, you know, welcome it in and then allow it to move on. You know, as you move into that dimension, as you grow into your greatness, then this naturally start to fall away. Naturally start to fall away. So we don't need to fight too much with that voice of insecurity or those feelings. You know, we just need to get to, uh, to the work and elevate our state. And naturally these voices start to fall away. But they fall away when we have room for them. If we resist them, whatever you resist persists. 
and that's why through you know one of the things that uh, fundamental things that meditation does for you is your ability to have room to have spaciousness in you for your humanity for your insecurities for that voices which are just really conditioned behavior conditioned thinking you can you can have that and then be greater also you can allow that and be greater right you don't have to i mean when there is spaciousness in you you know it's like a big room and then there's a little bug in there and it's okay you have room for it yes and so how about when that that um even if you're holding room for it and there's that feelings of lack of self-worth and the feelings are so strong that one can't can't even act one can't take a step one can't even sit down to meditate one can't you know just do something that they know is good for them or useful to their path but the the feeling of inadequacy feels so strong it's stifling action yeah i mean it's we have to that's where consistency is the key so we don't have to not wait for that feeling to become overwhelming and in case like there are there might be people who might be at this uh, level where they find themselves in the whirlpool of it right in the middle of it and they find that it's overwhelming it's kind of uh, consuming and so but you can still reach out and that's why you have teachers and mentors uh you know you reach out and that's why you have a community uh so reach out to those who who you see can inspire you out of it and that's where you that's the buddha the dharma the sangha so you reach out to your mentors you reach out to your teachers you reach out to your gurus you reach out to your allies you know who you reach out to your sangha who can pull you out who can show you the direction who can reach a hand in and pull you out and uh, there should be no hesitation in that right as i say every teacher needs a teacher so every leader needs a leader so it's a golden chain of leaders and teachers and and so we should have that reach out and uh, be willing to ask uh, there is no shame in asking for support and help because the other is ultimately you and uh, uh you help others and somebody helps you it's a, you know it's a chain of kindness and support it's it can happen for people to get into that so you have to you know reach out in those moments there's a um well-known Marianne Williamson quote where she talks a little bit about this and she says you know really our fear isn't inadequacy and our deepest fear is really that we're powerful beyond measure so why is it that we're fearful of how powerful we are because there is an investment you know uh, when you really cognize your power then you have to relinquish investments in the narrative which keeps you then there is uh you can't keep the story where you have a certain victim you can't there is no one to blame then you know so it's a profound realization then where all the investments that you might have that the ego mind might have on a certain story just uh fall away then you realize that you cannot blame and that you are not the effect to anything you know and that's a incredibly empowering thing but it's also can shake the foundation of if you have built you know a, a house on shaky foundation of blame of maintaining yourself as weak as a victim uh, 
as somebody for to whom life is happening as someone who is kind of being suppressed by the others by the governments by whoever and so to the ego mind that's a scary thought right to because the ego exists as an afterthought to a narrative and so when you expose your awareness to that your power then that narrative starts to end and as that narrative is ending the ego starts to feel insecure and it starts to end and so it wants to survive the lower self and so there it raises resistance and the resistance is fear right fear is resistance to that that's why muladhara chakra in the yogic teachings root center is the seat of fear and it's also the seat of infinite potential it's the fear of the unknown fear of that infinity of yourself and the heart is love right so the antidote to fear is is the wisdom of love of uh, leaning in and it it reminds me another teaching that you've shared how we have to take radical responsibility and and so that's what it, it sounds like here that as we move from anything that's holding back us back from our greatness the first step is we have to take radical responsibility that this is our life and we're creating this absolutely absolutely and responsibility is not a burden responsibility is freedom and it's incredibly personal thing you see uh freedom has to be realized on a personal level the collective cannot be free it's an individual thing you have to it's a very personal thing you know you realize within yourself your freedom and freedom and responsibility go hand in hand right so the one who is not responsible cannot be free for one who is not responsible the burden of responsibility lies on somewhere else and responsibility is power only powerful are responsible so it's a very personal thing when you realize that there is a a profound shift that happens in the way you show up to whatever is to whatever is you know for the the challenges that show up on your on your path you know at these times they only help you grow into your greatness more they they serve you to realize your power more you know they become catalysts for your growth and it's not like you that you do not realize that there are challenges and they are difficult i mean it's important to realize and there is no shame in realizing that it's difficult or it's challenging but what is you know your greatness is forged in that right you realize your greatness as you face these challenges not trying to cover the challenge with some kind of uh, rose you know rosy language you can see the challenge as a challenge as a worthy opponent you know but within that so called worthy opponent is the worthy ally within it you know and so opposition is just on that surface level but within that is actually the ally so you start seeing your opposition as actually your ally and that's the great beauty of it to find the ally in the opposition beautiful yes and in these particular times as we're starting to oh things are starting to open back up 
people are starting to create new routines, new normals. Um, how can how can these times be used to really create a new path um, going forward in this particular time point in space in history? I think one of the things we have to realize that that these times are unprecedented to to maybe a certain percentage of population right that uh, for them it's a very uniquely challenging time but we have to have a perspective of time right for time is eternal <laughs> and what we are experiencing is a very tiny slice in it and so on the scale of time these kind of uh, discontinuous events are not unprecedented yes so in this uh, within the eternity eternity of time there have been uh, incredibly discontinuous events, powerful events, which have produced the environment for novelty to occur. So we look at life, life is always moving in the direction of novelty. So change is always in the direction of novelty in nature. And uh, we look at the systems that nature creates, the so nature's systems are stable, but they all function far from equilibrium, right? For, for a system to be in equilibrium, it ceases to be a living system. So all living systems are inherently stable, but the pattern is stable, the relationship is stable, but the equilibrium is not there. It's far from equilibrium. And that's what creates the livingness of it. And which is always moving in the direction of novelty. So we have to see that this in these times that what we are experiencing is it has happened many times before. I mean, not exactly in this way, right? There have been uh, all kinds of discontinuous events uh, in the timeline of our planet. And what has resulted from that is uh, greater change, you know, progressive change, new opportunities, new possibilities. So we have to look at this now, frame it in the context of that there is some newness occurring. It's a paradigm shifting time where a whole novelty is occurring in a greater scale, right? So there is always novelty occurring in a smaller scale, but here novelty is occurring. I mean, it's kind of strange thing. We, the corona is called novel corona, you know, but novelty is uh, <laughs> occurring in a greater way. And uh, we have to observe it that you not try to understand all the variables, right? Because sometimes we seek safety in understanding. We think if we can understand it, we will feel safe. And that's why the, we have to have that sense of uh, uh, surrender to the unknown. And the, uh, we have to have that kind of companionship with the unknown, that the unknown is my ally, that commitment should be there within our own hearts, that knowledge should be there within your own heart, that you live in a friendly universe and the unknown is your ally, right? For that's what is, and so you're not forcing yourself to understand what is all going on, all the different theories, all the confusing information that is being bombarded, uh, all the different uh, propagandas that are going on. So it's important to, to not relinquish the need to understand it all and to really not relinquish your, your wisdom 
for information. So be wise and realize that these times such as these have, these are something of a consistent pattern that happens on our planet. You know, uh, whether it is happening in nature, where there is a, you know, you have a meteorite hit and it wipes out an overwhelmingly uh, large number of living organisms. And from there, humanity arises. You know, the dinosaurs got wiped out 65 million years ago or so. And then we have humanity. If that didn't happen, we wouldn't be here. So, of course, if you were at that point zero moment, then you would like, oh my God, what is happening? But so there is an inherent uh, intelligence there which allows life to move. And so it's important for us to look at this time and realize, okay, times like this have happened. And what is important is to, to have an inner resilience. Yes, and to have the staying power in this because eventually the dust will settle. Uh, there will be certain people who are fear-mongering and who might be stuck in the some kind of complexes or trying to be in the driver's seat of confusion will get exhausted eventually. And so you have to keep your head up and you have to listen to your heart and you have to be simple and you have to be present and you have to do take progressive action, simplest, smallest in the now in the here with great patience. And when I say patience, patience is not waiting. Patience is this kind of act of surrender. We are surrendered to the unknown. For the unknown is our ally. For you can only surrender to, to that which is your ally. We are not talking about surrender to an enemy. Well, that's defeat. Surrender to an ally is love, is an embrace, is a community. Yes, it's appreciation. You know, when a child runs to his mother and surrenders in her arm, that's love. And so we have to have that attitude that eventually from this, a new paradigm will emerge. And uh, those of us who have an inner compass, you will be guided. And if you're looking for the external reality right now to give you some direction, to give you a compass, then you will feel lost. For the, all the, the external social compass is totally broken. And it is being remodeled. And there are multiple variables at work. There is not one person at work. There is not one government at work. There is not one organization at work. There's multiple variables at work. Uh, and so it's too difficult to figure it all out. And it's a kind of a waste of time. You don't need to figure it all out. You need to know what you need to do now and what is the progressive action for you. And you take it a day at a time. And you stay, you support yourself. And at times where you feel down and out, you reach out and you claim support and you rise back up. You know, and uh, you will find soon that this will be a nice talking point. You will talk about or remember those times. That's guaranteed. World War came and it finished. Uh, you know, uh, all kinds of events came and they finished. And the, what they all they altered, of course, the structure of society. 
the way we relate. And so if we are engaged in an, with an inner compass and moving in that direction, then naturally, as the dust starts to settle, we will find ourselves thriving because only the system is broken. Resources are not, even on an economic level. The system that facilitates exchange is broken. Resources are not. There is plentiful resources. Uh, human beings are still willing and longing to support each other. Outside of the propaganda, where media wants every human being to believe that every human being is out there to hate you and you know, you're kind of turning people against each other, you have to move away from that. And you need to connect to the inherent goodness of every human heart. Because in, in the end, each of us are on this planet seeking the same thing, a better life. People are looking to be happy. People are looking to find kindness. People are looking to find meaning. People are scared. They're insecure. So there is more that joins and connects people than separates us. And that is an important thing to realize, to not fall into the trap of that the unknown is your opponent or the world is your opponent or the people. You have to look at people, situation, and the unknown as your ally and have a surrendered, loving, uh, simple attitude of innocence where you stay consistent and patient. Clarity will come on the external level too. How do we know that? We know that from history. It always happens. It always does. This is no different. It will. It's different, of course, on the level of how the theater is playing out. But there is an underlying intelligence at work, which is greater than all the human minds put together. Thank you for the reminder. Just simplicity, patience, surrender, love. Yes. And one question um, to finish up. With this podcast being called Light on Being, that's what I've been inspired to always explore, like being. And what, what is that really? And one of the um, other teachings that you share a lot and speak to is supreme being. Can you share on what supreme being is and how's that related to greatness? Supreme being is the isness of all that is is the fundamental ground of being. From there, it's the absolute undifferentiated, subtler than space and time. Space and time emerge from it. It is the upadana and nimida karana. It is the material cause and the intelligent cause of all that we see and perceive. It, even time and space emerge from it. As they emerge from it, the being maintains its being nature. It does not lose its being nature. So, Purnamada, Purnamidam, Purnat, Purnamadashyate. That is full and this is full. That being remains undifferentiated while simultaneously rising as the differentiated self, where there is a you and there is a me and there is a them, and there is an us. While simultaneously there is the boundlessness also available. 
So the supreme being at its fundamental level is that, but it is also this. For this only is an expression of that. So there is that thing that is not included in that. And that is what evolution is about. We as individuals are gaining the whole more and more. It is the whole moving into greater wholeness. And that's what evolution is, is the finite gaining more and more of its own infinite value. And uh, that's all we are doing here in this life. And it's incredibly beautiful. You know why it is so beautiful? Because it is all doomed to, an, to annihilation, doomed for annihilation. None of it will exist. None of these bodies, it's all impermanent. And that's why it's so beautiful, all of it. The flower, the tears, and the laughter, all of it is impermanent. It's moving at a rapid state, speed to not be, to not be here. And so all of it is beautiful. It's, you know, all of it is just you having an experience to know yourself deeper. There is nothing to lose. There is only the gain. Gain what? Knowingness of your own nature. In your singularity and in your plurality. And even the tears are all part of that play, of that learning. And the fears are all part of that learning. And when you feel down and out, it's all part of that learning. Or guess what? It's all temporary. The tears are temporary. You're feeling down and out is temporary. This uh, hilariously chaotic event, or if you want to say tragically, you know, for within tragedy is comedy and within comedy is tragedy. If it's, one cannot be known without the other. It's also temporary. Like you can say it and not talk about World War, and you can talk about you know the housing collapse in America, or you can talk about the Gulf War, and you can talk about the Vietnam, and you can talk about all kinds of things. Soon this will be this will belong in the company you know of antiquity soon. So it's all temporary. We are all learning. And we should just stay deeply interested in that. Right? So Supreme Being is all transcendent and all relative. All this and all that. And you are it. And uh, you stay open to it. You, you make contact with it and then you keep growing into it in spite of the theater of life, in spite of it, with all its rasas, you know, the eight fundamental rasas in Tantra we talk about, all its emotions and all its feelings. Hmm? all the shades. <laughs> Wonderful. 
Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for your time, wisdom, the reminders. Yes. Uh, if we are that, if we are the Supreme Being, within that Supreme Being, all that is known, all that was known, and that all that shall be known is contained. So ultimately all knowledge on a certain level is a reminder. That's why it's all discoveries. When you discover something, means it exists and you come upon it. Yes. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Thank, Thank you. you. Namaste. Namaste. Stay in the light. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Light on Being podcast. Like all things in time, this is an evolving living thing as we discover our wholeness and light together. I'm excited that you're along for the journey and I would love to connect with you. You can reach out to me on Instagram at Light on Being. Send me a message with any comments or questions and they may be addressed on an upcoming episode. If you enjoyed today's podcast, the highest compliment that one can give is to share the episode with a friend or leave a review. Make sure to look up at the full moon and see her bright, radiant light. She is fully being.